Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey everybody, it's in the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick, as always. And I want to thank you all for listening. And also, if you haven't already, please consider uh, subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon, patreon.com front slash Fight Game Media. It's just five bucks a month. And uh, there's all kinds of bonus shows that uh, you only get as a Patreon member. And if, you, if you've if you been thinking about it and haven't tried it, uh, this is our free month. Um, there's one show a week that's free. I'm not even sure what show it is this week. I know last week we had Robert Silva. Uh, with his great special on Muhammad Ali. Um, so just uh, check out our Twitter. We'll retweet whatever show is going to be free uh, again. I mean, maybe it's like a Mike and JD show this week or something. I'm not I'm not positive, but I should have checked on that before I did the plug. But um, And and if you are a subscriber, uh, tell some people about it, and maybe they can become subscribers again for just 5 bucks a month. really helps us out, uh, helps out the site, helps keep the free feed going as well. So. Uh, but we are here with our weekly episode uh, covering the whole world of MMA, and we got a busy week, big pay-per-view coming up this weekend, and uh, we'll start, as always, for a few more weeks anyways. Um, actually, uh, I noticed that, uh, was it, it's next week that um, the, is it next week or two weeks from now that uh, Dana White Contender Series starts? Uh, August, yeah. Uh, August 8th August, or 1st? Whatever the... No, not the first, whatever the second Tuesday is. It's August 8th. So is there one week where both are airing, I think? Because they said it's going to be an earlier airing of uh, Contender Series. I think it's 6 o'clock, they said. So, probably, uh, so, probably so. Uh, 6 because, o'clock our time. Probably so, because, yeah. I'm, because I know the, the tough finals are on the Boston card, and that's on the 19th. So yeah, we have four more weeks of this, I think, uh, counting so, tonight. Yeah. 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 Um, because, so yeah, we have... There's going to be a one or two week overlap, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have uh, we'll have some bonus stuff to watch uh, in a couple weeks. But uh, we had last week was the final show of the first round. Uh, it was Conor McGregor's team trying to avoid going zero uh, and eight, and they did it. Um, it was uh, it, it was a kind of an upset, and uh, uh, Rick Disculio. Uh, knocked out Hunter Azure. Uh, Azure won the first round pretty handily, and uh, you know second round came out and Disculio hit him, knocked him down, and then he just pounced on him with like what'd you call that? Like a double sledge? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> it was. It, it was. 
it was reminiscent of you know the pro wrestling move of a of yeah. a you know Randy Macho Man Savage or whoever coming off the top rope with the double double axe handle handle yeah. smash except except it was from a standing position and Azure was on the ground already pretty much close to being finished. Yeah, like I'm not exactly sure. Like the ref looked like he was trying to stop it before the, the those that blow even landed. Yeah, double um, hammer fist. <laughs> yeah, but I guess he had to make sure. Um, and you know, it was it, it was pretty good because Hunter Azure, you know, UFC veteran and uh, you know definitely more experienced and big favorite. And uh, yeah, and uh, you know, so Hunter avoids Hunter's or uh, Hunter. Um, Connor celebrated like he'd won the world title. Like he was so excited. He's screaming, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, probably, probably gave like the Schoolio, you know, like a $10,000 check or something. Um, you know, I, I don't know that he did, you know, no, no, but he looked happy enough that he easily could have. Um, and yeah, so, you know, Connor McGregor's team still alive. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't, Honestly, don't remember much else from the episode other than that. I did watch the whole thing. Um, but yeah, these these opening of the shows kind of just all kind of you know run together. They haven't done the coaches challenge yet. I assume that's coming soon. Yeah, I assume but, it's coming soon. And uh I like the fir- very first part of the episode because last week's fight was Landon Quinones. Oh yeah, yeah, Jason yeah. Where they were chatting and, and they were yeah. chatting and Jason Knight yeah. was good was given Quinones, you know, some advice about handling losses. And I thought that was very good of, of Jason Knight, you know, just very showed, you know, the whole veteran mentality of teaching, mm-hmm. you know, they could, you know, some of these guys who haven't been in the UFC before can learn from guys like Jason Knight and Roosevelt Roberts and all that, who have been, been there and how to handle, you know, winning, winning and losing on that big stage. Cause, cause, you know, some of these guys who haven't made the UFC that are on the show, I have a feeling they're going to, eventually kind of get in get in yeah so yeah like some of them some, some of these of them, guys yeah. are like five and oh six and yeah. oh like some and, and they're really talented honestly you know yeah. you know you know i know connor's team you know went one and seven all that but he's got some talented you know fighters on the on there and a lot of those guys who if they gone back through the contender series series you know might have won and gotten in you know they just chose this route this route is you know more money on the on the on your starting contract even though contender series is an easier way in way yeah. in in my opinion but uh yeah just i mean yeah and azer won the first but disuelo uh, yeah great finish and uh sets up the semifinal matchups which we have yeah uh, coming so- up yeah, they they talk to the fighters after, you know, as they always do, and uh, you know, ask them all who they all wanted to fight, and and it was funny because I think I think every single one of the um, the lightweights want, wanted to fight Desculio, um, the Bantamweights, yeah, or Bantamweights, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he had, you know, he was the number four seed, and you know, he, Cody he had, Cody Gibson really wanted to because because uh, uh, he. Because Valiev and Katona are on his team, but they also know about his knee injury. Right, right, right. Yeah. Does, yeah. Doesn't know about. So right. Yeah. Yeah. He pointed that, that out. Way. Yeah. He said, so I don't know if they, did they give all the matchups? I know that Austin Hubbard and Roosevelt Roberts are fighting. I have, I have all the matchups. Yeah. With, oh, do with Roosevelt okay. Roberts fighting Austin Hubbard, that naturally leaves the other one being Jason Knight and Kurt Holobaugh at yeah. lightweight. And Bantamweight matchups from what I have is, is uh, Cody Gibson gets Tamir Valiev. Enrico Disculio gets Brad Katona. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So you've got you've got Connor's team against the guy that's Connor. So either way, Connor's going to have someone coach in the 
in the fight in the bantamweight final if well i know he's not going to be at the tough finale no. <laughs> he might who kidding. knows yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. that's in boston right it's in boston yeah maybe he, he's getting around he's getting around these days one, okay he's a, like one day he's in florida the next he's in california then the, then the next he's back in ireland he's, he's he'd get a you know that he'd get a he his team would be big over like if he's in someone's corner like the crowd will be into him and in, in yeah. boston because that's kind of his second home you know like home away from home kind of thing yeah big from, i mean big irish contingent yeah in boston. yeah that was his first big uh ufc uh show that he he didn't headline but he was like the headliner even though he was like on the, the second fight the second fight yeah the max Holloway yeah. fight but they were pushing it as a big deal and he got a big reaction and that's that yeah. was a night that you know you knew you you knew that night that they had something with him if yeah. everything went right. Yeah, because he wasn't he. He was like he was on the prelims, but the prelims they, they gave him like the lights out. Treatment. They gave him the main event entrance, entrance and yeah. all that. So yeah, that, and that was yeah. the, that was the first FS1 card. FS1 card, so it was already a big deal, you know, and a big card. So. I think uh, I'm looking at that uh, for for the, the for me the most compelling uh, fights fight in the second round is that um, uh, Jason Knight and uh, who's who's a Kurt Holova. yeah Holova. that's that's the one for me um, I I know probably some people would say the value of fight but I uh, I really I really like value even Gibson but Gibson's got the injury and I think I don't know Gibson's kind of old and I think I think value's just going to walk right through him but uh, uh, Jason Knight fights the one that that Holloboss uh, look look really good yeah. in the first my one. two picks my two picks which you know I had no knowledge of who was in the finals still in it value Evan Roberts so yeah yeah that uh, you know still alive obviously um, I think Al value is you know, the 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 choice and I. Yeah, I don't really on the yeah Roberts Robert like it's I think I think maybe whoever wins out of Hubbard and Roberts is probably going to go on. So yeah, all right. So we that's uh, Ultimate Fighter out of the way, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, so tonight will be the uh, first episode of the quarterfinal round uh, or semifinals, right? Yeah, semifinal yeah, round, semifinals, yeah. and uh, yeah, and the winner will go on to the live finale. So we're already there. Um, and uh, next up, we. Uh, we also watched, obviously, the UFC Fight Night from London. Um, this was, uh, you know, not one of their bigger cards from London, and actually, probably the low, I think the lowest gate, which we'll get into later, of uh, of all the recent London shows for sure. But um, the uh, big heavyweight fight in the main event, uh, Tom Aspinall and Marcin Tabura. This was, uh, I thought, a pretty good card. Um, you know, I, a lot of the UK fighters didn't win. Um, but you know, they got a few big wins, especially on the main card. Um, one UK fighter got robbed. Um, and, uh, and we'll get into that, but the main event, uh, was kind of, uh, just went kind of the way it was scripted. I don't know what the hell Marcin Tabura was doing. Like he just came out there and it looked like, it looked like he was looking to get knocked out. Like, I don't even want to say, you know, there's sometimes like the fighters go in and it's just like, okay, I'm going to fire away and I'm going to either get knocked out or I'm going to knock you out. Tabura didn't even look like he was trying to knock Aspinall out. It looked like he was just trying to get hit. Like, I don't like, obviously that's not what he was doing, but I don't know. I don't know what kind of game plan he had, but I, this was no well, contest at all. I like, mean, Aspinall came running forward and pressuring him and just was throwing right away. So uh, it's just kind of just, Tabura had nothing. Like Tabura no defense. Nothing. Yeah. Like, uh, I thought uh, it looked like Tabura landed 
landed a right hand on each time Aspinall came in, came in that kind of backed Aspinall off a little bit, a little oh, bit. Maybe, but yeah, I maybe. mean, this is, this is well, when uh, a minute, when a minute 13. I mean, minute 13 you know, yeah. 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 I mean, Aspinall just looked absolutely fantastic. Like, like that knee injury never happened. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we were expecting Aspinall to fit, finish Tibera and maybe run through him, maybe not this quickly. But the result is what I expected, and Aspinall looked just God. He he looked like a future heavyweight champion in this. And well, Tiber, I mean, Tiber is no slouch. Let's be honest. He man. honestly, he's looked like a future heavyweight champion every time we've seen him, yeah. except for the last fight. And even last the last fight, fight doesn't was a fluke. Last, last fight doesn't count. T- no, no, no. You blow out your knee in fifteen seconds without yeah. throwing a punch, like you know. No, but that's what I mean. Like, but every other time, like we've always said, and then he right away he said, you know, I'm going to be. Uh, in uh, what, uh, which Paris, is it that? Paris, Paris right? The, September second, yeah. John Spivak fight, yeah. yeah. And then I'm gonna fight the winner, and then I'm coming for you, John Jones. I mean, yeah. that's it. That's perfect call out. Yeah, after a bunch out. of terrible call out or non call outs for the rest of the show. Yeah. This yeah. guy had it going. Like he this knew exactly. Yeah, he was also an aerial show today, and there was float. People were and people have been floating the idea of Aspinall against Sergey Pavlovich next. Okay, and. You know, uh, that might be the matchup I make, and I put it on hold, and I wait and see what happens at Madison Square Garden because it's very possible that we could have an Aspinall-Pavlovich matchup in December, January, February, anytime. That's for a vacant heavyweight title. Yeah, like if if Jones hangs up the gloves. Yeah. Or or either one of them, I guess. Yeah, if, you know, I – there's been there's a lot of people and myself included who just have this feeling that it's going to be the retirement fight for both men. John has alluded to it, you know, and you know he's. But he John, John is only interested in big fights, right? <laughs> yeah, and and he doesn't feel so. Is Aspinall though now coming off this win? Could you maybe convince him that Aspinall is a a big fight? Like I don't know. Okay, so here's what I was thinking: if you're trying to talk jones into it there's one carrot on the on the tree left for him like on his bucket list adesanya and that and, well no him and adesanya are buddies now they're oh, not okay. fighting they're okay. not fighting they squashed their beef and they're gonna train together and they're they've you know they're they're not gonna fight each other now oh i know i know where you're going i know where you're yeah going. so the carrot you know the one carrot has been the msg that's like the yeah. bucket list there's one thing john hasn't done hasn't done in the ufc that's headline a stadium show. Could him and Aspinall be enough to Wembley? book Wembley? Who knows? Mm, I think so. Who knows? That would be an interesting thing. And if you could dangle that carrot, say, John, we want you to headline Wembley Stadium, a big stadium, with you know, with you know, he's never fought in England either. That's another okay. thing. So I think the idea of John Jones coming over to England and defending against an England guy, English guy in Tom Aspinall, I think that would be big enough for a stadium for Wembley and, and then, or and then if you, you want to go somewhere. Somewhere, you do Leon, Leon Edwards and uh, and maybe Colby. On, well, this on... we're talking about we're talking about March, April, and I'm I'm sure Leon Leon and Colby is going to fight before then. But if Leon's still a champion. And, you know, and you have another big fight for him. For him, yeah. yeah put him on there and put on uh, yeah, Patty. Patty for sure. Yeah. Who else? Who are there any? Under, I'm trying to think of any other English people. Not Molly McCann. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Ar- Ar- 
Arnold Allen just lost. <laughs> that shit sale. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, Arnold Allen, yeah, he lost. So can't have him fighting for a title. Uh, so. What that, with that guy, um, Ian Gary? Well, he's, him in he's a, in Irish spot on the card. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, yeah, Irish. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe not, not but, like you know, probably you know, on the card for sure. Yeah. But so yeah. maybe that's a maybe that's a carrot they can dangle to John. And and yeah. you know what? Those UK fans have shown they'll uh, they'll they'll buy a lot of tickets for big shows. Yeah, um, they didn't necessarily for this one. I mean, you still got a good crowd and a good gate compared. Can you especially can you, when you compare it to? us you know yeah but, uh, can you imagine like what like if they sold let's you know if they put on wembley what kind of they'd be doing like a 20 million dollar gate like, maybe and maybe they tease maybe if you know tyson fury finishes with francis and they tease john and tyson because ooh, because yeah because dana has certainly talked about it maybe maybe yeah. dana can do enough and dana and hunter campbell and all them can do enough to to yeah to to keep John around. And I think that's a good carrot to dangle from. And I think I see, I, I thought would, you were going to go. I love that one. Like, but yeah. I thought you were going to, you're going to say Lesnar, but, um, cause I know Jones wants to fight Lesnar too. Yeah. I don't, I just, you know, that's never going to happen. I, I, I will never say ne- never anything with that, but the older Brock gets the less yeah. likely it is. Yeah. It's also the more likely that John John will take the fight, um, you know, because it's as, every day that passes is less and less likely that Lesnar even has a punching chance. Yeah, I think the every day that passes, it's less likely we see Jones Lesnar in a UFC octagon, and more likely we see it in a WWE ring. Yeah, and that's entirely possible too. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so that was that was that. Um, Aspinall is uh, very much uh, probably you know number probably number one contender number two number three for sure um and he's uh, behind he's, pavlovich he's number two yes yeah. okay all right but there you got that big fight in september and then uh you know i yeah it was good things on the on the way for aspinall and that went exactly as uh, they needed it to because uh yeah the the uh rest of the card there's not um i mean in the co-main molly mccann came in and she just got steamrolled by julia stelliarenko um you know, and she didn't have that big comeback in her. Probably uh, stayed in the armbar a little bit too long. I don't, you know, I, I so actually the ref might have even been a little late stopping it because she was tapping right away. But uh, the uh, yeah, that that was uh, kind of deflated the crowd a little bit. But they came back for the main event, and uh, this was in hindsight not a great idea. <laughs> but you know, they needed someone on on the card. You know, besides Aspinall, and she was probably the best one available. So. Yeah, um, she but, she should she should have known not to go to the ground with Stolyarenko. Yeah. yeah, that was Stolyarenko. Eleven wins, ten submissions, and all ten ten submissions have been armbar. Yeah, so yeah, and and you know Stolyarenko's. I mean, she you know she's got some good wins, and yeah. but I mean she's not exactly a, a world beater. I mean she yeah. she lost to Chelsea Chandler. She lost to Alexis Davis. Like yeah, yeah. I saw uh, I saw somebody call Molly McCann a tomato can, and you know she's. She's above 500 in the UFC in 11 fights. She's won too much in the UFC to be called a tomato can, but it just fits so well with the name. Yeah, it fits. So, <laughs> but 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 I think she's she's not as good as some people want to project that she is. 
No, I was, I mean, I'll be, you know, put my hand up. Like I, you know, a year ago, I was saying she should be fighting for the flyweight title. And I was a little off there. Uh, <laughs> and I was here last week saying this had no business being the co-main, which. No, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you you, you very easily could have had Nathaniel Wood and Andre yeah. Feely as the co-main. Paul Craig, yeah. that could have been the co-main. Yeah. Um, well, but Molly's, Molly's, you know, she had a good run and yeah. run in. She said, uh, she said today, released a statement, says she's going to drop the straw weight. So maybe, oh. maybe that'll work out better for her. We'll see about it. Not, maybe. I mean, that's, yet. she's gonna, that's gonna be tough. Um, you know, she's got kind of a big bone structure. It's going to yeah. be a tough cut for her, I think. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like I, the, the one, the other one thing I, I thought was interesting was uh, the, um, I don't know how the hell Daniel Marcos got that scorecard over Davy Grant. Yeah, like, I, 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 I'm baffled by that one still. No, I mean, I, the funny thing is, is as I was watching it, like before they showed the stats, I thought, I, you know, I think it was middle of the second round when they finally showed the striking stats. And I kind of thought like Marcos maybe was winning the second round, but I wasn't quite sure. And, uh, but, but, you know, Davy, I thought clearly won the first and then he clearly won the third. And then somehow Marcos got the split decision and I was just, I was baffled. And uh, I, the funny thing is though, is, uh, you know, I like to tell my little gambling stories. I had a nine fight parlay and this was the sixth fight on it. No, the fifth fight on it. And I'd won the first four and I picked Davy Grant. So when Davy Grant won, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to win this thing. And it was like 45, it it was like 45 bucks to win like 2,400. Davy Grant lost. Or sorry. No, no. I had Marcos then. So yeah. yeah, Like I got, I like was the beneficiary of a bad decision. Uh, But then uh, which one did I, Oh, I had, um, I bet against our boy, uh, Paul Craig. And uh, so that killed my parlay. And then I had Molly McCann too. So I ended up with only seven of the nine. But when, when I got that decision, I was like, man, I'm going to win this thing. And yeah, uh, yeah unfortunately yeah, that it was, didn't happen. That was one of the worst ones in a, in a while. I mean, I, uh, I thought the first was close enough to go either way. But still, if you ask me 10 times out of 10, I'd probably say Grant won that round. Okay. And I very clearly uh, – Grant clearly won the third, and I thought he very clearly won the second. I mean, because I might be mixing up the first and the second. I just yeah. know that I, mean, I, I thought it might be one one. Like Marcos didn't do anything much. Didn't no. do much of anything in the second. Grant was landing leg kicks and stringing together his combos in the second. And Marcos was like landing one punch at the time. Yes, he bloodied up the nose of Grant. That was it. Grant. I think that I think, I think that was why the judges yeah. because yeah. if you look at it, all, every judge gave the second to Marcos and every judge gave Grant the third. So it came up to the toss up on that first and two of the three judges gave Marcos the first. I don't know how, how, cause I mean, Grant so basically did, he was but, winning the fight. Like he was going to win the fight no matter what going into yeah, the third. Yeah. Unless, unless uh, Rod, yeah, uh, Grant yeah, finished him. Yeah, this is where is, you need open scoring. Yeah. It was a bad decision. And yeah. And I know there was a couple of media members who scored it for Marcos. I really would not like to know what they were seeing and all that. They saw a different fight than I saw and a different fight than the majority saw. And even the ones who, whose media, who are media members whose scores aren't tracked on MMA decisions, they also saw for Grant. I mean, every scorecard I saw outside of those two media ones were for Grant. And everybody I heard from said, man, scored it for Grant. I just, I don't know how. 
Like, yeah, even on MMA decisions, you know, those, those, you know, people in the comments on those, they like to troll. Some people like to troll, but every single one of them were saying, was saying that Grant won that fight. So I, you know, when there's literally four people in this world who saw the fight for, for Daniel Marcos and two of them happened to be judges. And I would really love to know what they were seeing. Cause and, and the I didn't see it when they read the scorecards, like, Marcos's reaction when they announced Grant had he one acted of the scores. Like, he acted yeah. like like I don't think so. Like you know, like, yeah, no, he <laughs> thought like he won. He thought he was he couldn't believe it was a split. Like yeah. he thought he had won the whole thing. Like, and or I'm maybe like, he thought he had lost and was. Like, oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. Because like, his I don't, reaction, just the reaction when it was re- a split decision, he was yeah. His reaction was more like to me. His reaction came off like like I don't think I won, but okay. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. <laughs> like like after that scorecard, yeah. Yeah. after that scorecard got read off. You know, yeah. Like I don't know, maybe you know. And Grant just me. was pissed as as yeah. he rightfully should he be. Rightfully should be. Yeah, he got yeah. fucked. Uh, all right, who who are your three stars? Number one, uh, you know what? I'm gonna cheat on number one and just say it's Tom Aspinall because he okay. was clearly far and away the star of the show. And I, you know, sometimes we like to pick from the other fights, but he absolutely number one, far and away star on the show. Number two, Paul Craig, just, mm-hmm. just I mean, him and him and Muniz, we were looking for that ground battle, and it didn't happen in the first, but it happened in the second. Oh, did it? Was it a ever. lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and then Craig, you know, TKO'd him with some elbows. Just not a submission like a lot of people were expecting, but it's a good showing for Paul Craig in his middleweight debut. And boy, oh boy, he's got something there. And my third one, um, Johnny Parsons. Him and Danny Roberts had a hell of a fight on the feet, and just the second round, he uh, Parsons dropped Roberts twice, including with like three seconds to go, and got the stoppage and. Uh, Hurt Roberts badly. Roberts was wobbly and stumbling around there late in the second before getting dropped for that second time. And good show, good showing for Johnny Parsons. You know, we were talking about the call outs earlier. You know, he called out Patty and it wasn't a pretty call out. It was a pretty lame call yeah. out, to say the least. But, uh, I don't but think his, he's, but his performance, he's not even in the same weight class. He, he, he can. Did you see? Did you see him? And did you? Yeah, hear he's him? a little pudgy. Like, look at him. He's a little. Yeah. He he looks like you know if he if his if he dieted right and everything, that one fifty five would not be much of an issue. Probably get to one forty five, honestly. Much of an issue, but but yeah, but he had a great debut showing. And Danny Roberts is is a tough guy. Johnny Parsons looks like a bare knuckle fighter. Like he really yeah. does. <laughs> he, you know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Johnny Hendricks. Uh, I was thinking uh, Mike Perry, but yeah, um, I could see I could see John. Just not Perry. you know not like this big old welterweight you know that's like muscular you know he's kind no of no old, but just a little the... bit of something to him but he hits hard yeah and uh, yeah he's he's an old school Matt Brown yeah. kind of a little bit you know yeah, like, I, I'm just talking about look like Johnny yeah Hendricks, yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah like you look at him whenever he would be like 170 like he wasn't like physically imposing but he would no. hit the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh yeah, and he's got that mullet. And... Didn't have a no six pack, no, you know, no, no, no intimidating frame, but just yeah. a brawler. Just yep. a brawler. NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. 
Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, okay, for me, I, I'm gonna first of all, I'm gonna say I definitely have to. Um, I gotta say these these fights that after the opener and my, my first star, I'll just go right out of the way, uh, Jafel Filo, um, because that was a hell of a three and a half minute fight yeah. um, in the opener. Uh, Daniel Perez, like almost like had, looked like he was gonna finish him, and then Filo came back and ended up submitting uh, Daniel Perez, and just like a hell of a back and forth. Um, one one round, not even a full round fight, and uh, n- real nice win for uh, Philo uh, to kick off the card. Um, and then, like, there was a bunch of decisions that came after that to the point where this card was getting really hard to watch. Yeah, I was about, I was about to make a comment about that before we went. Yeah, well, you'll you'll do when you go yeah. over everything, but um, so but I do feel like there was one fight in here, and I'm hoping that you might be able to tell me one of these decision fights that was actually pretty good. Um, and but I can't remember which one. Might be in the Duncan Ashmus fight. Um, um, am I remembering that yeah, wrong? Yeah, that was that yeah. was decent. Ashmus looked like he broke his arm or hand. Yes, 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 yes. That's the one. That's the yeah. one. So I'm going to give it to Duncan because um, I thought like or but you know Ashmus deserves like bonus points for sticking in there because he was basically fighting with one arm for two and a half rounds and uh, you know and I don't know if Duncan knew it. They even asked him after and like, I don't think he really cared. Like he was just out there trying to win a fight and he was, he was coming on really hard in the third round trying to finish this. And Oshman just wouldn't go down. And he was undefeated coming into this. So it was, it was a loss for him, but I think he picked up, you know, some, some vast fighting knowledge and kind of reminds me of Sami Zayn a little bit. Got that look. Uh, he's, he's a is, Israeli fighter. Uh, but uh, you know, nice, nice win for Scotland's own uh, Chris Duncan. And then my third star, uh, Joel Alvarez, um, submitting Mark Diacasey. This was another good fight, uh, I thought. And uh, Diacasey's, you know, decent name, not not a great record, but you know, he's been around for a while. And Alvarez is he's got a he's 20 and three now like he's a guy that not a lot of people talk about and his only two ufc losses were to armin sakurian and demir ismagulov so you know and he's got some decent wins in there too like against uh, joe duffy and uh, when he was still something and alexander yakovlev and and now this one so he's a guy to keep an eye on and there's a lot of interesting fighters from spain You, you almost feel like they could go into spain and do a card at this point but um yeah so yeah. i yeah uh, that's, a fight, that's a fight i'm gonna have to talk about here in a couple of okay times. all right all right well uh without further ado then why don't you uh go over the results okay yeah we had uh 15 fights and i just want to say please i know you have i know ufc has a ton of fighters on the roster we do not need 15 fight cards no like this was a chore to get through and it and it showed because they tried to squeeze nine fights into three hours and it didn't work out because they had a lot of decisions early and it's even a chore. It's even a chore and really hurts your production when you're trying to do all that. Well, Bruce Buffer is just rushing through these intros. Yeah, and, yeah. I think, I think 13 at most should be, I don't, you know, at most. 
at most. You know, I understand that a lot of times some of these fight cards will have 15 on Monday, and by the time Saturday rolls around, we're down to 11 or 12. But you know, you know that's but, I mean, that's probably what it was here. They probably yeah, want to make sure. But, they they, just, but the other thing is, there was no one in the crowd for yeah. like the first four or five fights. Yeah, and I can't imagine. You know, honestly, I brought I saw somebody bring this up. Outside of people who, you know, like me, who are paid, who are paid to watch this stuff, I can't imagine there's a lot of people sitting through all 15 fights. So what's the point? What's yeah, the point? like I, think I, I mean, you, or you might have people like me that watch, you yeah. know, that watch on a delay, and then you catch up by the main card. Because when you yeah. watch, like if you look at MMA decisions, yeah. there's like three times as many uh, scores submitted for the main card as there is for the prelims these days. Yeah. And it used to be everyone watched everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's just, it's just. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like some of these cards are too long, and people are, people are skipping out on. You know, there's people already skipping out on cards, but I think you're having people skip out on a lot of fights on cards. So you yeah, know, you need to need to do something. I don't know, but anyway, and it's too bad because some of these yeah, fights yeah. are good, but these fights not are good. This week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, about midway through the shows when it got good. good yeah. But, uh, anyway, started off with a started off with a really good fight. Jafel Filo submitting Daniel Berez in the first round with the arm triangle. Like, like you said, Berez was on on him. Early on, almost finished Philo. Philo was able to recover, got the takedown, got the arm triangle, got the submission. Uh, just really fun fight while it lasted. Then we had a women's strawweight fight. Bruno Brazil, unanimous decision over Sean and Bannon, 29-28, and 30-27. Uh, Bannon had a lot of – there was a lot of talk about her being an Irish fighter, coached by Patty Hollihan, coming from that McGregor lineage. Uh, she was making her debut – debut so uh, brazil to me clearly won at least two of the rounds won the first two rounds to win it with bannon she was to me she looked very green mm-hmm. very green but it was clear that with some more seasoning that she might turn into something but she's definitely in the ufc too early and it's kind of a shame that you know that they signed her you know, she's only five and zero coming into this. Maybe you know what the needed. funniest thing was here What's when that? they were after the second round when they're putting up all the the scorecards, uh, the Twitter scorecards, and every single person had it twenty eighteen Brazil, twenty eighteen Brazil, twenty eighteen Brazil, and then you see a tweet from Conor McGregor one one. He's biased. He's biased. <laughs> exactly. No, He's it's biased. hilarious. He's biased. But the funny thing is, uh, here, let me pull up. Well, obviously, one judge had it, or two judges had it that way, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there was two judges that had it. Had it uh, one round apiece going in, yeah. going in, going but, in. But I got it. But yeah, McGregor was. I mean, she's. I guess training. You know, she trains with SBG. I think right? there was one. It was one scorecard that at nineteen nineteen. So yeah, but Connor is also in addition to being a bad coach, he's also a bad judge. <laughs> I don't think he's a bad judge. I think he's bi- he was biased on. Well, no, even on the show, like he's always like, "Oh, we needed a third round yeah. there." When clearly his guy lost well, both rounds. He's biased, biased for, is, biased yeah, for biased. his people. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I just we, had to, I laughed when this, I saw that. We see this a lot of a lot of times with with you know yeah with fighters like the people they're close to they'll say, "Oh, well that was that round was close," but when you get get it get them in an unbiased situation they're actually pretty good at scoring stuff and, yeah and you've and said connor, before so. connor's like one of the smartest guys out there yeah connor's smart but anyway yeah at least yeah, was right. at least was and i don't know if the drugs and drinking changed it but maybe oh well then we had the lightweight fight you talked about chris duncan unanimous decision over again all ash moves 30 27 30 27 29 28 yeah really really fun uh disappointing that ash moves kind of broke his arm because it really limited his offense and duncan did he, take he advantage blocked of a, he blocked a, a blocked kick a right kick. a head kick, kick. Yeah. yeah 
yeah. Yeah, but Duncan had a really strong second and especially third round. Yeah. Third round and got the decision and looked good. And then we had women's bantamweight. Uh, Ketlin Vieira, unanimous decision over Penny Kianzad, 29-28 across the board. Uh, the first three rounds was all Vieira dominating from the top, getting Kianzad down, and Kianzad could do nothing from the bottom. And the third round started out that way, way and Vieira, Vieira, except midway through the third, Vieira took the back and it allowed Kianzad to spin to the top. And Kianzad landed a ton of strikes, you know, mm-hmm. a ton of stuff from the top. And won the third round, but she had lost the first two, so it was a very clear 29-28 to Vieira. Uh, then we had middleweight fight. Magman Muradov, unanimous decision over Brian Barberina, 30-27 across the board. Barberina put up a fight, but he got hurt a lot on the feet and taken down a lot, and just it was just a clear Muradov domination. Uh, Barberina, you know. He needs to go back to 170. He needs to go back to 155. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was fought at 155 and he looked good there, but he but even at 170, like he's won some fights at 170, but he takes a beating there too. And he, he's he just too small. Pudgy he's too here. yeah. He looked pudgy and small. And Muradov is a big dude, you know. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, just I mean, he just really, really just yeah, go back to one fifty five where he had <laughs> had some good success. And he probably could. At worst, go back to 170. Just move to 185 for this. Bad idea. Then we had heavyweights. Uh, Mick Parkin, uh, unanimous decision, 30-27 on Jamal Pogues. Uh, Parkin just leg kicked him to death throughout the entire yeah. fight. And Pogues had a okay first round where he was landing the jab mainly, but he didn't do anything in the second or third. And it was a very easy win for Parkin. Just leg kicking him and then finding the combinations. Then we had the uh, lightweights. Joe Alvarez, second round submission over Mark DeCasey with a Darce choke. Uh, uh, Alvarez won the first on a striking. On a striking, DeCasey started wrestling in the second round. Uh, got a couple takedowns. Alvarez was able to get back to feet. This, I feel like Mark DeCasey got screwed in this. There was a clash of heads. Yeah, clash of heads. And DeCasey said something. Alvarez acknowledged it too. Like, like he knew it, but the referee didn't see it. Didn't see it, so he told the guys to fight, and uh, you know, and DeCasey was hurt, and Alvarez took advantage of it, it landed, landed, landed enough punches to knock DeCasey down, and then grabbed the neck, and got the choke. I, I feel like, I feel like in a situation like that where, where both fighters acknowledged that there was a clash of heads, heads, you know, the referee should at least, you know, maybe acknowledge it. I mean, I. I don't know how he missed that. He was in the right position. And even the replay guy on on the ground should have should have saw that. It was clear as day. I don't know mm-hmm. how it was missed. Missed. You know, I feel like based on situations we've seen with headbutts recently in Nevada. Well, there there was that, one earlier on on this show where there's uh, one later guy, too. There was several of them. Yeah. Well, with the guy got docked a point for it. No, there wasn't. Nobody got docked a point for anything. Wasn't it? Wasn't there one where? They, oh no, he lost his position. He lost was. Position. It was he. Yeah, the ref called it like he targeted him. He literally just like used his head like as a weapon, like yeah. on purpose. Like should have maybe been docked a point, but I can't remember which. Yeah. Do you remember which fight that was? Uh, it happened Parkin? later. It might have been the Marcos Grant fight. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there was a situation in the Paul Craig fight too. Yeah, this happened. Yeah. I think, or there was one fight. I'd have to go back and look at my I yeah, notes. I haven't the, finished it. A lot of headbutts, though. A lot of head, a lot of clash of heads. Yeah. And then closing out the prelims, we had Johnny Parsons, second round finish over Danny Roberts. Really fun fight. And it kicked off, the main card kicked off with the Bantamweight fight. 
that we talked about Daniel Marcos getting the gift decision over Davy Grant's split decision. Then we had Lerone Murphy unanimous decision over Josh Coolibal. Very clear win for Murphy. Then we had a lightweight fight for us as him. Unanimous decision over Jai Herbert, 29-28, Her it, To me, it looked like if Herbert would have just struck with Zium, he might have won, but he spent too much time going, doing grappling that was un, unsuccessful and never deviated from doing that. It was very clear in the first set. You're not going to be able to out-grapple Zium. That you should just go just abandon that game plan and strike with him and you could win, but he never did really bad. I wasn't, I wasn't sure who had won this fight until they said his name. Like when, yeah. when, you know, I kind of thought when it was the 3027, it was going to be Zion. But if they had said Herbert, like I wouldn't have been surprised. Like it was a really yeah. close fight. Yeah. But I thought Herbert, his fight IQ and his adjustments and his coaching wasn't necessarily the best and mm-hmm. probably cost him the fight. Then we had Paul Craig second round finish over Andre Muniz. Really fun. Fun fight. Yeah. Then we had a fun featherweight fight, which I actually thought was the best fight on the show. Nathaniel Wood, unanimous decision over Andre Feely, 29-28 across the board. Wood had Feely hurt badly in the first round, nearly finished him. And then the opposite happened in the second round. Feely had Wood badly hurt at one point and nearly mm-hmm. finished him. And then Wood just took over in the third round with his wrestling, knowing he needed to win that round. Did the smart game plan, got the win. A really good fight. So big win for Nathaniel Wood at featherweight. Then we had Julius Stolyarenko submitting Molly McCann in, in a minute 55 with the armbar. And then Tom Aspinall fin- running through Marcin Tybura, finishing him in 73 seconds, first round. Yeah. So, that yeah, that was uh, the uh, UFC London. Uh, they had a crowd of 15,078 at the O2 Arena. So I don't think that's a sellout. Uh, no. $2.5 mm-hmm. $2. million dollar gate, though. And, uh, yeah, so that, like you said, would be one of the higher ones in the U.S. I think there was, like, last year when when one broke $2 million, and that was, like, a record for U.S. Yeah. So still very healthy. Um, and the performance bonuses went to Tom Aspinall and Paul Craig. And Danny Roberts and Johnny Parsons uh, got the best fight, which, again, I, I agree with you. I think uh, maybe should have gone to Nathaniel Wood and Andre Feely, but that's not what they decided. And, uh I Johnny Parsons is like a Dana White kind of fighter, so yeah, maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, that was UFC London, and uh, yeah, the uh, good show, good show. And uh, we have the uh, the the upcoming shows on the end. We'll we'll look we'll talk about one of them uh, in detail in a bit before we get into our UFC preview. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on this uh, this this weekend. We've got uh, um, let's see. It says Alash Pride on Showtime, but I doubt that's on Showtime. That could just be a mistake on topology. Yeah. Saturday morning at 5 a.m. does not seem like a, from uh, somewhere in the uh, former Soviet Union. I doubt that that's on Showtime. But we have a Cage Warriors fight. Uh, so they're back in uh, Rome, actually, not in the U.K. where they normally are for Cage Warriors. That is on uh, Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, from there, um, we have a, a couple octagon octagon fights on the zone as well. So um, on Friday and Saturday, although they both say octagon forty five, so I'm not sure again. That might just be a error on uh, topology. CES seventy four. That's a big uh, regional promotion out of, of England. That's Saturday evening, six p.m. Eastern on UFC Fight Pass and uh, Fusion Fight League on Fight. That is on Saturday night. 
at 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, yeah, and that's that's it for the that I see for the regionals. Um, other than that Bellator show we're going to talk about in a second. But was there any other ones that you saw? Uh, no, I think that was it. Okay. Okay, but we do have Bellator, uh, Bellator versus Ryzen, and then there's also a Ryzen show that immediately follows, just a straight Ryzen show. Um, they're both coming from the Saitama Prefecture, which is a icon, a bit of an iconic, uh, you know, former Pride venue, right? Um, the Saitama Super Arena, and uh, this is uh, again another Bellator versus Ryzen card, and the the uh, main event is a fight. Like I can't believe that they're it's in Japan and not the United States, but I guess it doesn't really matter. But uh, AJ McKee and Patricky Pitbull. Uh, so they, yeah. they're calling it Bellator versus Ryzen, but it's actually Bellator versus Bellator. On, yeah. On this. yeah. There's, a, I mean, one main card fight is, I think, uh, I know that the Ryzen. Horiguchi and, and Shinru. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah, that's Shinru the might be, Ryzen. might be Bellator, might be okay. a Bellator fighter now, but yeah, the main, the main they're, card. They're here, all Bellator other than that. They're all Bellator, but the, it's the, it's the Ryzen portion that's more Bellator versus Ryzen. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't it says pull up Bellator. It says Bellator X Ryzen. It's more like a joint show, not a okay. More like a co-promotion show, not a Bellator against Ryzen. Oh show. yeah, no, I yeah, you do see more of the Bellator versus yeah. Ryzen on the on the second portion of the card. Yeah. You got like Juan Archuleta uh, going for the uh, the the Ryzen bantamweight championship and. Yeah. Uh, we got an atom weight atom weight championship as well, but uh, the yeah the Bellator the Bellator card we'll just call it uh, you know some decent fights Con- yeah. Connor Watanabe and Beta Ardiega, Danny Sabatello and Megamed Megamedov and Andre Korshkov uh, Korshkov against Lorenz Larkin pretty pretty yeah. big fight there we have, we have the uh, inaugural Bellator flyweight title Kyoji oh, Horiguchi yeah. against Mikado Shin Shinryu and then the main event uh, lightweight Grand Prix. AJ McKee and Patricky. Is this the finals? No, it's the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals? Okay. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was the finals. Yeah, winner, um, of the, winner of this will fight Alexander Shabi, Shibli. Yeah, however you say so. It's a, I mean, AJ and uh, Pitbull, I mean, you know, AJ's fought his brother a couple times. I don't think these these two have fought before. No, they haven't. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a really big fight. Um, it's going to air on Showtime. Um it's I guess it's Saturday at 11 p.m. Eastern, so that's uh, you know that'll be like an afternoon show in in Japan, but or maybe yeah. even morning. Um, but uh, you know they they want to get that at a good time slot in the U.S. So um, I guess yeah. technically that's Sunday afternoon in in uh, yeah. in in Japan, and still then can't, still can't imagine a lot of people watching considering no. considering the competition on Saturday yeah. night. What's going on Saturday night besides this? Well, you got UFC. Oh right, pay per view. Yeah, you can also have a Spence Crawford boxing matchup. That's a big one, right? That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. Welt welterweight or I I, I don't follow boxing. All yeah, much, yeah. So, yeah. It's Errol Spencer though, right? Errol Terrence Spencer, Crawford, Ter- Terrence Crawford. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know enough to know that that much. Yeah, yeah. That's about my knowledge as well. Um, yeah, and then the uh, the 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 uh, the other part of the card, the uh, the, the Ryzen uh, part. Is you know got decent names on it. You know every every fight's got at least one person that yeah. Kai Asakura and Juan Archuleta is a really good fight. You know on that. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, and and if you like women's fights, that uh, Seika Izawa, I've seen clips of her, and she's she's pretty cool to watch. Uh, the uh, the atomweight champion. So, um, but yeah, that is uh, Saturday Friday, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, I believe it'll air on Fight. Yeah, it airs on Fight as well. So the the Ryzen part airs on Fight, and then the uh, Bellator part airs on Showtime. Um, I assume live. Um, yeah, live, yeah, yeah. So you can check that out. Of course, if you're in Canada. I, I imagine we'd probably get it on fight, but um, this is one where if I was inclined to watch, if there wasn't a UFC pay-per-view and if there was no wrestling on, which oh, it says fight TV pay-per-view. So does it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the belt, the belt are part. The rising part. Yeah. The rising part. Yeah. The, yeah. That is on fight for sure. Um, I think the belt or part might be on showtime. Um, but yeah, I, but again, like there's so much going on. I'm not yeah. paying extra money to see an MMA show, especially on a night when I'm paying, $85 for UFC pay-per-view, um, which uh, we'll talk about now. Uh, yeah. Big one, UFC 291, uh, BMF title on the line in the main event. Uh, Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje fighting for that vacant title. And uh, the uh, former champion, or maybe he's the current champion, I don't know, um, Jorge Maswell is going to be there to strap the winner, I, I believe. Um, I believe, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. They said he would be, but yeah, yeah, so I might, might as well, right? Um, they're in Salt Lake City, which uh, it's it's funny because as I, as they're promoing this, like I'm like, where is this fight? Like I I had no idea, and then they they mentioned it, and I'm like, Salt Lake City. Like I know you told me, but you know I have a terrible memory, and I'm just like I can't. I'm got surprised. That, got that site fee and a bunch yeah. of other stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. So well, the owner of the building is owns owns a own. Owns a company that was sold to Endeavor, so there's a whole lot of. Oh, okay. That's what so, a whole lot of the thing. The well, owner, of the the owner of the, the Utah Jazz in the building, I think his name is uh, Smith Ryan Smith or something like that. So, something like that. He he created what Qual, Qualtrics, you know, that did MLB streaming and stuff. I think is what it was, what it was, and they sold to Endeavor. So he's on he's on the board. So I will I will go on the record as saying, though, that this in terms of at least the main card and and honestly, the prelims aren't bad either. But in terms of the main card, like (laughs) I don't know necessarily that they're like the best fights, but in terms of like name value, this is like a fight has a has two fighters, you know. Exactly. Like, even if you only watch three or four shows a year, you yeah. know every single one of the fighters on the main card. And yeah. that is extremely rare in 2023 in UFC. Um, so, like, to me, this is a really big card, um, yeah. which you kind of need a, a lineup like that when your main event is for, you know, kind of a fake title. But yeah. honestly, and we've talked about this before, like that BMF title might be, you know, especially depending on the results of this fight and if they decide to keep this going. This might end up being like one of the most valuable titles in UFC. Yeah. Um, I I don't imagine it's going to be a regular thing, but if they decided to make it one, especially if you had a situation where people started jumping weight classes, yep. weight classes to go after it and jumping weight classes again to defend it and it could mm-hmm. be like just almost just like crazy linear championship. Like you could have, you know, like you know, let's let's say for instance like Dustin Poirier wins and then you know you've got a guy at 170 that wants to challenge for it doesn't play yeah. like fine nate, i'll go up to 170 nate diaz, come, nate diaz comes back after yep. jake paul and says i want that belt and dustin poirier which we know that he wants that fight says we'll do it at 170 and all of a sudden sudden now and then you know you have somebody like 
like you know Kamar Usman who says he wants it and then it goes and defends it at 185 you know and yeah or somebody like Max Hall Max yeah. Holloway wants to fight Dustin Poirier and he beats Dustin Poirier and he's defending it at 45 and guys are coming up from 35 to fight for it like it could and be you can even do those, catch weights you yeah, know like there's like there's no a, reason it's about that you can do anything yeah. anything and like we said if if done right like like you know, this could be a legitimate championship, as as crazy as it sounds. Oh, you might as well, you know. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no downside, and yeah, it's not like anybody cares about credibility. Yeah, and it's not like the title. <laughs> I mean, the titles. Yeah, being a UFC world champion in your division is it means something like on your record to it, you know. And the, when it comes to contract, when it comes to what it means inside of a fighter contract and a fight bout agreement. There's a whole nother thing, you know, that's treated as props by the company, company. But, uh, but anyway, but yeah, BMF title. Oh, and by the way, this is the perfect matchup for the BF, BMF. Oh, yes. Because when these, when these guys fought five years ago, 2018, they only had the fight of the year that year. Like, mm-hmm. like if this is anything less than anything less than a top three fight of the year this year, even at altitude in Salt Lake City, it's going to be fucking bananas. Like, yeah. Like there, there's a list of two of the five most exciting fighters yeah. going today. Yeah. And arguably, arguably, I would say if you ask me the top three, I think Poirier and Gaethje would both are in my top three. Uh, uh, yeah. In terms of excitement. Yeah. In I mean, terms of throw Michael Chandler fights, in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the top three, like I would say Poirier, Gaethje and shit, probably Adesanya. Adesanya, <laughs> so Adesanya yeah. has some Adesanya he can have some stinkers but his but when his fights in the finish like they end crazy in finish yeah like, no this like, is uh I mean and and you know and there's a lot of other guys that you know yeah. are, you can you know are just kind of on the cusp of that too and you know one of them's uh one of them's in the co-main honestly and I don't know that yeah. you know any one of these guys <laughs> well, another one fight, another but... one's in a third from top and actually if you look at every single fight yeah historically they have an exciting fighter you know you know, yep. one of them might, you know, but uh, just like this card, and this, this is this is a fantastic main event, and, I, and it's my most anticipated fight. You know, coming coming up until we get to jo- Jones and uh, Stipe. But, yeah, uh, I'd I'd agree with that. Yeah, I mean, the, the second this fight was announced, it was like, wow, I can't wait. Yeah, and, and I'm and honestly, like <laughs> BMF title, like like you could do so much with it. Just like let yep. let it ride out, you know, and just. Like I said, if this is anything outside of a top three fight of the year, then that'll be a disappointment. But I'm not really expecting it to be. And I have no idea who's going to win this fight. Last time we they fought Poirier, finished Gaethje in the fourth round. I think it's more likely Poirier finishes Gaethje than Gaethje finishes Poirier. But, you know, but they're going to hit the shit out of each other, and that's all. That, and it's going to be fun. And I just I now I want to see Poirier if he wins. I want to see him grab that mic and call out Nate Diaz and say, when you're done boxing. I'm going to be right here waiting for you with this belt. Yeah. Something like that. Want, that's a fight Poirier still wants. Yeah. And I'm sure Nate wants it too. Yeah. So on and, some level. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I I can see both guys wanting Makachev too, you know, next. So honestly, and, and you know, it's a fight you could honestly put Connor in if you, you know, if, yeah. if Connor wins a fight, you know, at, at any point, <laughs> you know, Gaethje wins this and Connor comes back and beats Chandler. Maybe you go that route. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or you know, and certainly if Chandler beats Connor, he's going to want a challenge for this belt. So yeah, like they, I like I said, I've said this before. We this can do is, a round robin with these five yeah, guys this, just over and, and over again, and just treat actually treat this belt like a 
like a fight, like a belt that, you know what? Wins and losses don't matter. This is the, this is the belt for the fans. This is, yeah, the BMF is <laughs> the baddest mother bleeper out there. This is a I've, fight. This I is have, a belt Matt Brown could have held at some point. You know, I have like, said, I have said recently, I think on this show, but I definitely have at least on Twitter and in Discord and the, and the people that, that the UFC and the Fertitas was a promotion that always listened to the fans and gave the fans what they wanted. And it changed when Endeavor bought it. And there it's less about giving the fans what they want and more about pleasing Endeavor's financial needs needs. They need to go back to, they need to have something where they're going to give the fans what they want. I think the BMF title could be that thing. Absolutely. Um, and we've been uh, talking, uh, you know, kind of around this main card, and and we'll get into it. And I, you know, in your in your three fights to watch, I'm sure. But uh, the one, like, I what I really want to highlight out of all these is is obviously the co-main. And yeah. really, this could be, you know, if if we had a little bit more time, maybe it would have been. Um, this could be for the light heavyweight title. But, uh, you know, because of the short notice of Jamal Hill forfeiting his title and, and just the fact that these guys have only been training for three rounds. And also, also, it's Alex Pereira's first fight at light heavyweight. But yeah. um, former champion, Jan yeah. plus, four- plus the marketing of the show has already been built around Poirier. True. And, the and that might event, be the bigger thing. The main event. Be- and if you put and if you put let's let's call it well, if you put a real title on the line, you'd probably have to make that argument that this should be above Poirier Gaethje. But really when it shouldn't be if but. if something had happened you know let's you know god forbid and we're only yeah. five days out now so it's not going to happen but yeah. uh if dustin Poirier or justin gacy had gotten injured i think yeah. they would have just bumped this up and made it for the title yeah i think like, that would have happened regardless of yeah of sorry you guys only get a week notice but you know yeah but, you're at, title least, fight. but at least you'd be at an even playing field though yeah yeah, but yeah, D- Jan Blahovich and uh, Alex Pereira. Uh, Blahovich, obviously, the former former light heavyweight champion. It's a former middleweight champion, and kind of almost the de facto number one contender fight um, at light heavyweight, um, especially if Pereira wins. Um, because I'm I think on, per- I'm going on record in saying Alex Pereira is going to win this fight. I think Pereira I already and have my prediction ready. Pereira and Prochaska is a money fight. Uh, I think that's, a, that's yeah. a fight I want to see so badly. Yeah, I know you do. Because uh, you're obviously, you know, you've been trumpeting Prochaska for a long time. And Pereira is a guy that really has only come up since we've been doing this show. But I mean, Pereira, Pereira he's had very few UFC fights. But he's all he's already in that running of that top five most exciting fighters in the yep. UFC that I've talked about. Because he's had just great fights and great yeah. finishes. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is even when he lost, it was a great fight. (laughs) And, and the fact that this isn't five rounds probably isn't a big deal because I don't, I mean, it could go 15. I mean, we've seen both these guys go the distance, but I don't think it will. Um, I I think, think uh, no, I think prayer is going to finish him and probably late in the first round would be my guess. And and, and I would take the under on, on this going round and a half. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, this is, might be the toughest three fights to watch that you've ever done because I think you could probably pick like seven. Well, the, the other the other three would mainly be the main card, but I'm leaving one main card fight out because I want to talk about a prelim, okay. a prelim in particular. But uh, three fights to watch. Uh, this one got bumped up to the main card, but it's welterweight fight. Stephen Thompson against Michelle Pereira. <laughs> yeah, this should be just a wild fight on the feet. And I hope just, so. I hope just, so. I mean. I mean, Thompson is already unorthodox with his karate style. And then Michelle Ferreira, we know, who does crazy things mm-hmm. things on 
on the on his feet feet this could be like some like you know crouching tiger hidden dragon kind of shit going on in inside the octagon you know and all we also and we also get the best walkout in mma so one yeah, this yeah. week wonder boy yeah 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 wonder boy and then uh second fight to watch is uh michael kiesa against kevin holland fantastic man matchup kiesa is gonna test holland's wrestling we know that we know that for sure like yes i don't think it's gonna go well for holland <laughs> i don't i don't know that it's gonna go well for him but he's the favorite so i think yeah, i don't get think it. put some money on kiesa yeah. I, I, yeah because i think he's gonna make it a rough night for holland but we're gonna see you know holland he did have terrence mckinney training with him mm-hmm. which is funny because terrence mckinney's high school wrestling coach michael kiesa yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of an interesting story right there, right there. So, yeah, that could be something. My third fight to watch, I feel like, is a troll job with this fight have, happening at altitude in Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. Heavyweight fight. Derek Lewis against Marcos Rogerio de Lima. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. Heaven forbid this goes 15 minutes. Heaven forbid it goes 15 minutes. I don't know if it will, but we could be in for some heavy breathing. After the first five minutes from from both guys, but uh, but uh, yeah, but it's Derek Lewis. I mean, the guy always, whether he wins or loses, something entertaining always happens in his fights. And if he wins, you know he's going to get a live mic. So there's that plus to it. So. Okay, here's something to watch in this fight, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but 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 I think but I think that's a fight to watch for both good and bad reasons. There's something something to keep in mind in this fight. Um, Rogerio de Lima has never been knocked out. Yep. Um, yep. He's been submitted a bunch of times, but Derek Lewis has never had a submission win. So I think this... And Derek Lewis has been submitted a bunch. Yeah. Marcus Rogerio de Lima has a lot of submission wins. Yeah. Not so a lot. I, three, three. There's a real good chance this could go the distance based on that. And yeah. as this fight goes on, Lewis is going to get exhausted and this fight's going to be ugly <laughs> well so is rogerio de lima he doesn't have the best gas no here. i know so this could be real bad but i i, I could, see de as a slight favorite i would put my money on de lima here it could be real bad in one of those entertaining charming kind of ways could be yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that's like, true that's like true. it's it, like i remember a fight in colorado was i think it was ben rothwell and mark hunt where they were just both sucking air pretty much the entire time but it was super compelling to watch. Well, and then what happens because is one they would, of the because guys... they would th- they would throw big punches, and then they would each be just like leaning over on their, you know, grabbing their knees like they're trying to catch their breath, and then they would go and throw big punches, and the cycle would repeat, and it was just kind of endearing. And the crowd will probably like blow up when it whenever that ha- happens because like obviously Lewis is a huge fan favorite, so yeah. um, I'm surprised this isn't on the main card. But I'm kind of glad it's not. Um, <laughs> this is perfect for ABC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this will be on the uh, on the televised uh, prelims. So, um, but uh, yeah, so that's um, th- those are your, uh, those are your three fights to watch. And uh, like I said, I normally like to highlight the undefeated fighters, and there is only one, and that is uh, the one of the Bonfim boys, Gabriel Bonfim, uh, fighting Trevin Giles in a hell of a welterweight fight. Uh, which I believe will be the uh, featured prelim on ABC. So um, that that that's a hell of a it, fight. Is, and... is it? They must have been, They must have changed that. Oh, really? Why? Yeah, what do you I, have it as? Uh, the card I had given to me last night had Lewis and Rogerio de Lima as the featured prelim. 
That could be. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at topology. So, yeah, yeah. As, as we know, it's often wrong. But either way, it's, uh, you know, big, big, biggest fight of the career for Bomb Theme so far. And, um, you know, and, and he's uh, looked real good so far in uh, UFC and uh, um, and really in his whole career. He's won every single fight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Almost yeah, all by submission. One, yeah, they, one they knockout. Did, yeah. ESPN lineup has it switched down. Yeah, Bond Feeman Giles is now. So that's uh, that fight seems to be there as a bit of a showcase for Bond Theme, but Trevin Giles is, um, you know, he's a good fighter, um, you know, and and uh, he is is down at welterweight after was he previously at middleweight? Yeah, he was because he lost to Dreykus to Plessy yeah. uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. So um, you know, coming off a split decision win, otherwise he'd have three losses in a row. So I think this is here for Bond Theme to shine. Yep, but uh, yeah. yeah. That's my uh, my one fight to watch. Okay. But uh, there's a lot more here. And I, I think pretty much everyone, maybe, maybe one fight, no. But everyone but one of these fights has someone you know in it. And uh, Ryan, you can go through the rest of the card. Right. 12 fights on this card. Kicks off at 6.30 Eastern time on ESPN Plus with a women's flyweight fight. Miranda Maverick against Priscilla Cachoeira. <clears throat> Maverick's on a quick turnaround. Uh, she... Lost in June at UFC 289. She replaced Joanne Wood in this fight. And, uh, yeah, I kind of think she should be favored against Cachoeira. She's definitely more talented. Uh, then we have a welterweight fight. Matthew Simmelsberger against Euros Medic. Medic is also taking this fight on short notice, moving up a weight class. Hasn't fought in a year. Simmelsberger, he's, he's, looked, he's had some impressive fights. He's won more than he's lost, but... <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, I think Simmelsberger takes that one too. Uh, then we have uh, closing out the early prelims flyweight fight CJ Vergara against Vanessa Salvador. Then the uh, next four fights, uh, eight o'clock Eastern time on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Plus. Kicks off with the welterweight fight Jack Jake Matthews against a uh, short notice replacement Darius Flowers, uh, contender series guy in his UFC debut. He's actually the last fighter from the last series of contender series fights. To make his debut, so uh, oh, that. Okay. I think that's that's what I read. And then we have a middleweight fight. This should be a pretty exciting one on the feet. Roman Kopulov against Claudio Ribeiro. Both these guys hit very hard, and uh, and Ribeiro's had some impressive finishes. So yeah, that should be fun. Then we have the heavyweights: Derek Lewis against Marcos Ruggiero de Lima. And then we have the welterweight fight you talked about, closing out the prelims: Gabriel Bonvim against Trevin Childs. And then the main card, uh, we have kicks off with welterweights. Michael Kies against Kevin Holland. One fight we didn't talk about on the main card. No. Another exciting fight, lightweight fight. Tony Ferguson against Bobby Green. Like, that's a great matchup, too. Even though both guys have, have been on the struggle bus as of late, they both know how to entertain. And, you know, Ferguson might get back in the win column in this one. Honestly, he's, you know, he needs a win. He's lost, what, five in a row now? Hasn't won since before the pandemic. Hasn't won in shit since June 2019. But he so, looked good there for a little while against uh, um, Nate Diaz. Yeah, yeah. It's also against Nate Diaz, you know. And, <laughs> you know, it, you know Nate. Nate will finish you and he'll suck you in. But it's also look. It's also easy to look good against Nate until you get beaten. I am. You know what's funny? Though, you, think, yeah. Everyone talks about how he's he's washed, and I mean that may be true. And he's lost five in a row, and he hasn't won since the pandemic. But look at those names. Yeah. He's Nate Diaz, Michael Chandler, Benil Darius, Charles Oliveira, and Justin Gaethje. And Ferguson's, who's any of those guys? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know? And Ferguson's—he's been in a lot of wars too. So yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, this is and gonna Bobby, be fun. 
this Ferguson fun. could Bob, win. Yeah, Bobby Green typically has fun fights. So and yeah. he's kind of crazy on his feet too. So yeah. I think I can put have, money on Ferguson. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have welterweight fight. Uh, Ferguson's a big underdog, I think. So you he know, is. He might, is. Yeah. Then we have the welterweight fight. I talked about Stephen Thompson against Michelle Pajera. Then the co-main event light heavyweight fight, Jan Blakovich against Alex Pereira. And then the main event that we're all looking for, BMF title, Dustin Poirier against Justin Gaethje. Yeah, going to be a hell of a show, hell of a card on uh, Saturday night. Typical UFC uh, uh, pay-per-view slot from Salt Lake City. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back next week to uh, talk about it. And if you want to hear Ryan talk about it, I'm sure he'll be on Wrestling Observer uh, this week. Uh, big uh, big weekend again, as every single weekend is these days in pro wrestling and MMA. So, uh, but uh, they'll find time for Ryan and and this show for sure. Um, so yeah, that'll be on uh, Friday and uh, on Saturday, I should say. And uh, next, our question of the week. We talked a little bit about Bellator earlier, and so the way you worded it, did this uh, come from a listener? No, not necessarily. Oh, okay, okay. No, because you said, "What do you guys think?" So I was like. I thought maybe somebody had asked us what we somebody think. somebody was asking me what I what I think. Okay, gotcha. I think so I kind of just reworded it in his words. Sure, yeah, yeah. So what do we think uh, will happen if no sale goes through? Um, With Bellator, yeah, there's been. I'll give my answer. There hasn't been, just keep going. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll say there. <laughs> like, you know, a month ago, a month ago, that was the hot thing. You know, all these Bellator sale talks, and there hasn't been anything in that month. So somebody was asking me, well, what do I think happens if you know if if you know they don't sell you know or or something i think they will sell yeah yeah. but the longer it takes i think the less value the less the less the sell price is gonna is gonna be and ultimately i mean i mean viacom wants to get rid of it wants to get rid of it and at this point i feel like it's it'll come a time where where they'll where if enough time passes they'll just take the best offer they can get they can get and at that point, who knows? Maybe, maybe you know, Endeavor swoops in and buys all the property that have the tape library and the fighter contracts and shuts it down. And uh, you know, he, I he, can he I puts it a, puts it out of misery because because I think if they don't sell, then Paramount will just shut them down. Viacom shuts I, it when down. When you talk so. about like it, you know, as the longer it goes without selling, the less value it has. I think like if someone paid one dollar for Bellator, they're overpaying. Like this company is worthless. Yeah. Like they, they're. I mean, they're. It's a money suck. Like there's all they have is debt. I mean, they they sell tickets, but there's no way they're making the money that they're paying the fighters. Um, I don't know what value the tape library is. This isn't pro wrestling, where you know, like, and even pro wrestling, you you know, doesn't have the value it had ten years ago because there's so much new content. I don't think people are going to be scouring the archives to watch Bellator forty three. You know, <laughs> the, the tape library would be only important to UFC if UFC brings in some of the bigger talent because at least they would have the footage of yeah, footage of I, an AJ McKee or a Patricio Pitbull. You know, I mean, it helps with promotion, but promotion. I mean, the 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 value of that is theoretical at best. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll put it on the archive of, of UFC Fight Pass, but nobody is going to subscribe to UFC Fight Pass to get Bellator archives. Mm-hmm. Nobody watches the UFC archives. Like, I mean, you know, I'm sure like people like you and maybe some other people. I haven't watched UFC archives in a long time. Yeah, I know. And and I mean, so there's probably people that maybe, oh, I'm going to do a rewatch of UFC. Which is is funny because I watched, you know, 
WWE, ECW, WCW archives all the time right now. And it's you know, hard when, to watch. When I get to a certain time, I'll get, I'm sure I'll watch ROH and TNA archives as well. Yeah. And, and the thing is with UFC, though, it's like it, it lose, it doesn't have the rewatch ability because, no, because half the story, of the excitement the is. Yeah. The half the excitement is. Watching things play out week to week and month to month. Yeah, right. Whereas here, it's just fights, and you already yeah. know who won. So yeah. you know, like, yeah, you might go back and watch a classic fight, like, oh, when um, you know they inducted Lawler uh, McDonald, McDonald into the Hall of Fame. I went back and watched because I hadn't watched it since I was there live, so I wanted to see what it looked like on TV. It is incredible. <laughs> oh, it was. It was. Yeah, and then I ended up watching, you know, the McGregor fight as well, just because I just wanted to see it yeah. again and and see and if it was right as good as I remember. Right, at, and it was right after that, so it was convenient yeah. too. And it was as good as I remember. That fight is underrated as a great fight. Yeah. Like that, you know, that was a really good fight. The McGregor uh, um, uh, Mendes fight. Yeah, yeah, that was that was something else. But yeah, so I think, but but I think if no sale goes through, yeah, you say they'll shut it down. But I think they'll just keep running until they're told they can't anymore. Because yeah. I, I think uh, what's his name, um, uh, Coker. It's like George Costanza. Like just, yeah. just keep showing up for work. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But the thing is, they're running less events than ever this yep. year. So yeah, it's... so the longer they go on, owned by Viacom, there'll probably be less and less shows. So and I will tell you, like if you hadn't have said Bellator versus Ryzen two quick preview, I had no idea this card was happening no. but until you sent me the email. Like and and I should know, you know what I mean. And th- that's a big fight, McKee and Pitbull, for Bellator. I've seen but... nothing on. On X Twitter, this you know, in I recent days. guarantee you, if you texted Dave Meltzer right now and asked him when the next Bellator show is, he wouldn't know. Yeah, and he should know. <laughs> and and if you'd asked me, I, there's no way I would have known. But before I got your email, so um, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's it's on its last legs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they'll probably. It's, I think they. It's almost like that line. One of my favorite lines in the movie Christmas Vacation. If that cat had nine lives, she just wasted them all. So <laughs> it feels like it feels like they're almost on their ninth life. I think next year they're part of PFL. That's that's my prediction. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't. I'm not confident in PFL. I'm not confident in any MMA promotion this time. Maybe maybe Aaron. Maybe Aero will give them another fifty million, and they can pay for the company. There's no way any of these other companies other than UFC is making money. No way. No, no, it's just conning investors. That's that's the game now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we have to talk about UFC 294 in Abu Dhabi. Uh, Yeah, I mean, what what's going on? Oh, they just they just announced the big three fights this week. Yeah, our three fights. Yeah, this this week. How do I not know this? Because I'm you did not know this. There's a whole because you didn't put it in the Discord. Oh, I don't always put stuff. I was I was out doing stuff that day. Okay, that day. Oh, so they, so Makachev Oliveira is happening. Okay, yeah, I had no yeah. idea. I swear to God. Yeah, <laughs> uh, talk about being out of loop. But yeah, yeah. yeah UFC no. two ninety four. Yeah, main event is the Makachev against Charles Oliveira for the UFC UFC uh, lightweight title. Uh, you know, we talked about Oliveira was talking about how you know he wasn't gonna be ready to go in October, but I guess they. Uh, they made it worth his while to get ready for October. And Makachev, uh, yeah, yeah, so this yeah. means Volkanovski, he can get his surgery. And, well, Volkanovski uh, had his surgery. He still said he still said he would be ready for it. He's, he had his surgery last Monday or Tuesday, something like that. What do you think is a bigger fight? About the same? About the same, yeah. 
Yeah. I think maybe Oliveira slightly for the US market, just yeah. you know, he's a little bit better known. And I think especially coming off that big win, I think a lot of people want to see this. Yeah. Um the co-main, I assume co-main, or co-main the, is insane. Co-main or co-main or one of the big fights on the card depends on if they do a second title fight. But yeah, middleweight fight, Paulo Costa against Kamzat Chimaev. That's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I yeah, mean, Costa, in a good way. But. Yeah, Costa was supposed to fight this weekend against Ikram As- Alaskarov. Uh, but I had heard that fight was having some, I think, visa issues with Alaskarov. And they wanted to do Costa and Chimaev was the plan for October. They just needed Costa to kind of get through this weekend unscathed. So they kind of just – it worked out. It worked out. They don't have to worry about Costa potentially losing this week. They can do Costa Chimaev, which they've wanted all along for October. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, that's a big middleweight fight right there. And then, uh, yeah, uh, I don't so know. Ka- so, um, what's it, uh, Kamzat, who used to fight like every week, um, practically, is, uh, he, he's gone from not fight, you know, he has a fight, he has a fight in almost a year. Yeah. And September. And I, th- there's a lot of unconfirmed stuff stuff surrounding that you know i've heard he can't get into the u.s which means yeah you've mentioned that which like i don't know if that's true true or not i have just heard and it's funny that that when you look at his social media media he was a guy who when he first was signed to the ufc he was in las vegas a lot the performances too and from the looks of it i haven't seen him in las vegas or the u.s since september since, well, yeah, because they always put the little locations yeah. on there, right? Yeah, yeah. Plus, in Instagram stories, you can you can yeah. look, you can you can tell when somebody's been at the at the PI and PI. I mean, we've seen him in England. You know, we saw him. He was at the show. This Chamai was at the show in London the other day. But oh, did they show him in the crowd? I don't remember. Yeah, seeing. they did. They did. Oh, okay, I probably skipped it. They did. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, he has been in the U.S. and a lot of rumors that he can't get in because of because of uh, ties to certain. Yeah, certain certain people uh, that we would rather not talk about because we're it's not. It's a big step up for him, show, though. Yeah, Paul Costa. Big, Paul Costa is a big fight for him, for yeah. him, and it's at one eighty five, which you know, you know, it's probably the best Costa. weight class for him, honestly. Yeah, but Costa is a big dude, and uh, he is. He is. He's going to test him, and uh, Costa hasn't fought in a while either. He has a fight since that Luke Rockhold fight fight last year. We're gonna we're gonna see if if Kamza has a chin because yeah. he's gonna get hit. He's gonna get hit, yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. And then uh then the other fight that was announced was Alex Garov, who I was talking about, who was supposed to fight Costa this weekend. He's fighting Nasardini Mavov. So surprised they're not putting him on the uh Paris card, but Imavov, uh, yeah. Probably just yeah. not ready for that one. Could be, yeah. And then uh, Tim Elliott and Mohamed Mukayev as well on that card? Yeah, I was going to go over that and then find announcements. But oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah, so that's, uh, you know, uh, three that big fights, last obviously. Week anyway. Okay. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three big fights, though, on uh, to, to kick us off, and we'll get, uh, you know, we'll, that card will fill out over the next little while, and obviously yeah. they, I would think maybe um, they'll try to get, like, you know, like you said, a second title fight. Um, there's a few titles in play right now, so I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe you know. Uh, I think Leon Edwards is probably more more likely for uh, MSG. So yeah, and they got to do the light heavyweight title at some point. <laughs> um, you know, and I mean, normally they would go with the heavier weight class, but I think it was for a vacant title. They'd probably keep Makachev in the main yeah, event. The way the way I see it, it probably only end up being one title fight. Okay, now that I'm thinking about it. Comsat's a big fight though. Too. 
yeah too like that's a i mean a lot of people have been waiting for Comzat to fight again so um yeah. you know he's a big star the, know, i mean coming off the the only the only other title fight that would make sense on that show would be edwards if they had him fight Bilal muhammad given muhammad's muslim and all that yeah 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 but uh but they're trying to uh, make the Covington fight, right? Yeah, but I think Edward, I think Edwards, <laughs> you might have to headline Edwards over Makachev. That's the thing about that. And they want, they probably want Makachev in the main event. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Abu Dhabi want the Abu Dhabi partners wanted Makachev and Shamayev on this card. So, and honestly, Makachev and Oliveira, that's a really big fight, no matter where you hold yeah. it. So. You know, having it there, it's it. You know, the crowd's going to treat it the way it should be treated, and yeah. Makachev's going to—I mean, just, he's going to train his freaking yeah. ass off for this. It's just odd because that's been the main event of the Abu Dhabi show now two years in a row. So, yeah, weird, eh? Yeah. yeah. And how the last one do? I don't. I, the numbers ever come up? Yeah. We didn't. We haven't gotten numbers of anything okay. in, a, in a forever. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, so yeah, big uh, big show coming up in October in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So well, we got that to look forward to, and uh, we got some news and a few few news items here. Uh, we got some big injuries in the uh, UFC bantamweight division. Obviously, this all started with uh, um, Henry Cejudo, but uh, yeah, few more. Yeah, there's two two more two more that affected some big fights. So uh, the first one was Cous- cousin Umar was hurt and was hurt. Umar and Magomedov hurt. And they, he was uh, supposed to fight Corey Sanhagen in the Nashville main event. Oh, is that why I'll that's a catch weight now? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get to it. Get to yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, he was supposed to fight Corey Sanhagen in the main event on uh, August fifth in Nashville, and then Rob Font was supposed to fight Song Yudong on the Boston card. You know, which made sense because Font's from Boston, but Yudong was also hurt. So they just they moved Font up a couple weeks to to fill in for Nurmagomedov. He's going to fight Corey Sanhagen in the main event main event on the national card on August 5th, which will be the card we preview next week. And because it's late notice, they're moving them up a couple of weeks. It's going to be 140 pound catch weight. Who cares about the weight? It's a bantamweight fight. Yeah. I saw, I saw that on the, uh, I saw that on the, like the show last, last weekend. And I couldn't, like, I didn't remember a catch weight fight when there hasn't been a catch weight main event in a long time. Has there? Uh, no, there hasn't, but I mean, this is just because, yeah, it's because of like no circumstances, yeah. yeah it's not, yeah, it's not like, they purposely book, not like they purposely booked a catch weight fight as the main event, yeah. No, 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 but yeah, yeah. So that's August 5th is another one I'm gonna have to watch on delay yeah. because it's yeah. Emily's birthday that week, so yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Ian Heinish, Ian Heinish, yeah, UFC middleweight. You said he's uh, he's not a full blown retirement, but he's stepping away from MMA for a while because he's dealing with concussion issues. So, yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad, yeah. Uh, uh, Norma Dumont, she get cut? Norma Dumont, no. Uh, the lone women's featherweight fighter, she she said she's going to Bantamweight. So I guess she got told there's no more featherweight opportunities for her. So I guess I guess it seems like everybody who was fighting at featherweight in UFC, you know, was told you're going to Bantamweight. Now, now they could still have some featherweight fights, you know, stuff, if they had to put together mm-hmm. stuff, stuff like last minute, you know, or – two weeks out, you know, but, uh, but yeah, you know, she's going to Bantamweight and realistically that's her only option because that division's dead and she wants to fight for a title. She needs to be a Bantamweight. So have they officially um, like dropped that title yet? I'm, I, I'm on the I, UFC I, page. I'm looking, I don't know. They used to, you know, it's funny. The UFC.com rankings, they used to have 
a featherweight, a women's featherweight thing there listed. There is but, not there but, anymore. But there would be, but there would be no fighters listed because yeah, they would just have champion. Yeah, just have champion, and they got rid of that. So so I mean, that, yeah, I, I mean it's it's, it's done. done. It's, it's done. done. Yeah. It's done. We know it's done. Yeah. Yeah, and the bantamweight obviously is vacant. So, um, although Meyer Buena Silva moved way up the rankings. Yeah. Um, well, all right, beat, beat Holly Holmes. So yeah, yeah, as she should. Um, all right, one in the U.S. in twenty twenty four. They're coming. Yeah, back. yeah, one championships. They said they're going to run four events in the U.S. in twenty twenty four. No locations announced. No dates announced. But four events, eh? Four events. I imagine they'll go back to Broomfield for one. Yeah, probably. it'll probably be on the West Coast for a lot of them. I imagine yeah, because yeah, that works out better for the time zone. Yeah, probably be. I mean, yeah. I would assume one in Colorado, one in California, maybe one in Texas. Seattle, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, I would see, I could honestly see Seattle because of Amazon. And Demetrius. Although I guess he's not. Did he retire? Well, if Demetrius is going to fight again, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Now, I actually know this last one. Pat Before Mills. we get into before we get into the this, oh one, right, we, uh, the one second knockout. Well, yeah, we uh, uh, we can maybe read anybody who listened to it. I I sent that video to you. Yeah, I'll I'll retweet yeah. it. Uh, I'm just See, gonna find but, uh, it here. But yeah, there's um, a one second knockout on a regional show. Check week. out uh, check out my Twitter. Um, I'll just say one second KO, one second KO from UFC Fight Pass this past weekend. Yeah, but it's on one of those regional show shows. Yeah, they uh, and it's the fun. one I said everyone should watch the Titan yeah. FC. Titan FC. Um, it was on Titan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't have the clip in front of me, so I don't know. Yeah, Louis, I, Luis Hernandez uh, yeah. knocked out somebody, and it was one second. It. I mean, I'm watching it right now. It was probably three, but they said yeah. one. They said um, one. It, it was slightly faster than uh, Jorge Masvidal's knockout of Ben Askren. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were coming in. It looked like they were about to touch gloves, but they didn't. And then what's his name? Landed a head Fernandez, kick. Fernandez, Luis Hernandez. Yeah, Luis Hernandez landed a head kick immediately that knocked the other guy out. Cold. Yeah, uh, the topology says it was three point five seconds. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Garbaca Hitman said, "Hey, one second, official time." <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Of uh, to watch and yeah, so you can check that out. I just retweeted it, and uh, I'm sure Ryan will retweet it as well. Um, and uh, Pat Miletic is gonna fight Mike Jackson. I was hoping that one when I saw it go post, when I saw somebody posted that on our Discord, I was like, hope, hoping they wouldn't do that because I knew if like nobody did that, you would have had no idea what I was talking about. No, no, I knew, and I, I mean, am I nuts to say like Pat Miletic is gonna kill him? Yeah. Do you know the story behind this fight? No. So the story is Mike Jackson, you know, the, the famous Mike Jackson who beat CM Punk in the UFC. Yeah. But, uh, he, uh, no contest actually. He, yeah, he won. <laughs> he is a marijuana thing. I stupid. Know. Uh, he, he doesn't like Pat Miletic. Pat Miletic went to, not to get all political, but Pat Miletic went to the January 6th thing in Washington, D.C. I Mike do remember Jackson, this. I Mike Jackson, this. you yeah. know, has been calling him out on it, calling him out on it. You know, you know, Mike Jackson is black as a black man. You know, Pat Melton says, I don't know. He said, you know, Mike Jackson is claiming racist comments. I don't know. Don't know. Anything. Well, Miletic kind of lost his job over that too, didn't he? Um, I, the, I don't know. With the LFA. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know exactly, but I don't know the exact story. I, Rather, I don't keep up with 
with fighters and their political stuff because if I did, yeah, did on both sides, it would drive me crazy. You know, I do remember like he he was removed from the posi- from the commentary position, and he was doing that for years. Yeah. And I don't exactly remember the reason why, but I think it was something like this. So. Yeah, and 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 the promotion that's building is using using you know Pat Milch what Pat Milch Milch did on that day and using the comments they've made towards each other as the build up to the fight so it's where where is supposed to happen Iowa no Iowa? but uh, like do you know which promotion uh it's not one of the big ones right like when it, like the big regionals like, like LFA or no um, no no not at all let me pull okay. up the uh oh, it doesn't matter then nobody's going to know maybe like Shamrock FC or something um it's uh Caged aggression. Oh, oh, I've I've heard of them. Yeah, um, but it's yeah, it'll be. It's not anything you can like see on Fight Pass or anything. But yeah, um, I, I mean, Mike Jackson is a reporter. Um, Miltech probably has forty pounds on him. Um, you know, I, I imagine the weight cut and you know whatever they're going to do. But I don't imagine the commission's going to really care about that. Um, if they're sanctioning a fifty-five-year-old guy to fight. Uh, you know uh i mean i swear to god though if i see this pop up on youtube i'll watch it uh, <laughs> i don't know why i'm just curious um but uh yeah i can't imagine mike jackson has a hope in hell of winning this but no but... yeah we'll see but that's yeah ridiculous all right uh fight announcements got a few of them here yeah hang on let me go back to my email since I deleted him from my phone, but yeah, uh, also a couple changes on that Nashville card again. Uh, Kyler Phillips, he was supposed to fight. Uh, I forget who, but whoever he was supposed to fight was hurt, so he's fighting Rayoni Barcelos now. So that's uh, August fifth. August fifth. Okay. And Sean Woodson is now fighting Jesse Butler. Is that uh, the- yeah debuting guy? Yeah, I was going to say I don't recognize the name. Yeah, uh, USC Fight Night in Paris on a. On uh, September second, couple of debuting fighters, which is it's rare for them to have debuting prospects fight each other. But it's Yanis Gamori, I've heard that name before, heard heard a lot about him against Callan Lofran, who is a Ireland fighter from SPG, who's undefeated, has a lot of hype. So that's a you know for two guys to keep an eye on in the future. That's an interesting fight to keep an eye on. Keep an eye on. So you heard it here first. What weight class is that? I think they're bantamweights. Okay, I'll look it up. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Bantamweights, flyweights, they're they're low weight weight class. I know that much. Uh, UFC two ninety three in Sydney, September ninth. Uh, featherweight Bates. actually. Featherweight. Featherweight. Yeah, yeah. it's low weight. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, UFC two ninety three Sydney, September ninth. Tyson Pedro against Anton Anton Turcali, and uh, Shane Young against Gabriel Miranda. Okay, uh, I can skip. Some female fights, so I won't skip those. September 23rd, Montserrat Rendon making her debut against Tamir Zvidal. October 7th, Kanako Murata against Vanessa Demopoulos. And October 14th, Ashley Yoder against Emily Ducote. When you said that fight on September 23rd, I had no idea that they were female. Like, I don't yeah. recognize either one of those names. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't tell gender by Montserrat and Tamirez. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. that was a wild one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, UFC Fight Night in uh, Brazil, uh, November 4th. Kyle Burrell against Nurusultan Ruzaboev. You know, I kind of think that's a step back for Burrell, considering I think he's already got yeah. like four or five 
UFC wins and Ruzabov, who looked great in his debut on short notice, but he's only got one UFC bout. You know, it's kind of kind of feels like a step back for Borrello. He should have been in, thought he should have a higher ranked name, but uh, should be a good fight though still. And then uh, UFC 295, Master Square Guard, a middleweight fight, Derek Brunson against Roman Dolidze. I have a funny feeling that's going to be the last time we see Derek Brunson fight. Yeah, well, any time could be the last time we see Derek Brunson just, fight. The way he's been MSG going. and yeah. against Roman Delidze, I just feels feels like that could be it. But we'll see. Uh, you never want to predict the end for somebody. And yeah. uh, but you could also, I mean, Brunson sometimes wins these fights that you yeah. know look like they're there for him to lose. So yeah, um, yeah so that's it. A uh, lot of lot of uh, big. Uh, we're into November. God, we're going to be like a couple weeks away. We're going to be announcing fights for twenty twenty four. Um, you know, we're, yeah, we're over halfway through the year now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that was the, uh, that was the, the show, uh, Ryan, uh, I mentioned the wrestling observer, uh, radio show, uh, where else can the people find your stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm on X Twitter at whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> It'll always be Twitter to me until the day it dies, which might be coming soon, sooner rather oh, than God. later, but at Twitter at Ryan J Frederick. And then yeah, wrestling observer newsletter every week now it it seems you know who know who knows you know wrestling's so busy i might have to dabble in some wrestling content you know that i know of but hey then, why uh, not? yeah might as well and then uh yeah front page uh ufc coverage every week yep and uh for me uh i've got the uh Dynamite show that I do every Wednesday with um, Jeff Hawkins on the Fighting Media Patreon that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. And uh, so you can check that out. And uh, other than that, I don't think I got anything big coming up. Um, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Paul Ace Fontaine, Ryan at Ryan J. Frederick, and uh, we'll let you know of any uh, stuff we got coming up. Uh, so for Ryan, I've been Paul. And Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show tonight uh, or today. Uh, Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.